trailers batman welcome back to a brand new episode of the nerdiest podcast in the midwest an episode like i just said we're going to be talking all of the movie trailers summer is upon us which means all the movies and all the tv shows are upon us as well here on the midwestern nerds podcast i'm your host brian stoffel joined as always by my co-host my partner in crime my sidekick Hey, okay, Olson. We are the Midwestern Nerds. That's M I D W E S T E R N E R D S. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Midwestern Nerds. We are the Midwestern Nerds podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to MidwesternNerds at gmail.com. You can find and stream and listen to this very podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. This week was a crazy week. I feel like we've gone like a month, month and a half of like no news, no like announcements, no anything. And then all of a sudden this week, every freaking studio was like, hey, we've got five or six projects. Let's just dump all the information and all the trailers and all that stuff in one week. Some of them, Tuesday was like the biggest day where like, fucking three trailers came out and and more announcements came out and all this stuff we're going to be talking about all of that but before we get into all of that stuff there was a little event that happened last weekend that my sidekick here was very passionate about and i heard some things about it and there was some news that came out around that world last weekend too that i kind of want to get kyle's opinions on this little event we're talking about is wrestlemania Kyle, I'm going to turn the reins over to you for a little bit here because this is your wheelhouse. Uh, Take it away. Let me paint the picture. We're going to (laughs) start summer of 2022. Oh, wow. We're going all the way back. Just a little bit. There needs to be a little bit of pretense because of the news that you mentioned. Summer of 2022. WWE has been shit. (laughs) Vince was still in control. Creative has been bad. Everyone is just done with him. Then there comes out a little scandal about Vince, and he is forced to leave the company. Triple H, former wrestler, now son-in-law to uh, Vince, has now taken over creative control of WWE. Things are picking up. As well as uh, McMahon's daughter, correct? Yeah, Stephanie took over some COO something at some point, too. Um, But then she also left, but then also is now coming back. No fucking clue I feel like it's next. it's it's important <laughs> because I feel like if she wouldn't be in the picture in some way, shape, sure. or form, McMahon wouldn't have come back into the Fair. picture. So um, but yes, Triple H took over creative. He's writing the stories now for the weekly and the for the weekly shows and for the pay-per-views. Everything gets better. Pay-per-views have been better. TV was still hit or miss, but it was, you know, there were con- coherent storylines, there weren't last minute changes, there was like overall positive vibes in the locker room in wwe i just want to add this this is relevant to the things that we talk about here on this podcast because 
when it comes to things like the superhero movies and specifically Marvel and now very soon DC get some creatives that are not only experienced in those fields, but are also fans to head these companies and kind of course steer the direction of the stories and, and the writing and all that, you're going to get some good content. It just makes it, it. It's exactly what's happening in DC. We got a new guy taking over the creative and it feels like we're going to be in a good direction, right? There's good faith in WWE. Fast forward now to WrestleMania. There have been rumors of Vince potentially sneaking his way back into WWE, slightly taking over control. There have been some matches that have been uh, announced that are seem more like Vince matches than Triple H matches. Um, and then there's also this looming rumor of a WWE sale. That's been the biggest thing. Everyone feels like Vince is almost done with WWE, so that everyone feels like he's going to sell at some point here. But that's okay. It's WrestleMania weekend, April 1st. Saturday, we first start with an NXT show at noon, which was phenomenal. Uh, just at absolutely all the developmental people are great. They put on good matches, good stories. It was a fun, uh, I think, three hours of wrestling on a, on a Saturday afternoon. Fast forward to Saturday night, WrestleMania night one. What a fun night. We got John Cena wrestling. He's absolutely checked out. He's ready to just go to Hollywood full time. Um, I, I heard that he turned the reins over to like some new guy. Kind of? Not really. He, he did Which, it in the most, if, if you're a wrestling fan and you're listening to this, he did it in the most John Cena way where he technically put him over because he let the new guy pin him. But it's not like he gave the new guy anything. It was a very short match. He didn't even hit him with his finisher to let him kick out of it or anything like that. It was just very much a, like a five-minute match. Nothing. <laughs> like, it was not good. Um, so, John, I don't know. So John's, John's going to John. <laughs> which makes sense because, like you said, he's he's fully in the Hollywood world. but But he's also smart in the fact that He's pretty big and popping right now, but True. how long is it taking him to get to that point? <laughs> and how quickly could he go back into irrelevancy where maybe keeping that foot in the WWE wrestling world, True. you know, you got to have a fallback. So listen, he's like doing voiceovers for car commercials. He's got the experience boost. Like there's no, I think Cena's going to be fine, but you do <laughs> You do make a good point. There was a really fun tag team match. Uh, uh, Trish and Lita came back to wrestle with Becky Lynch in a tag team match. That was super cool. We got legends. We had Rey Mysterio face off with his son, Dominic. What? Awesome. Like, just really fun stuff. Set. Logan Paul had a wrestling match where KSI even appeared at ringside. It was just a fun night of WrestleMania. It ended off with a nice... Uh, Oh, we also had one of the best women's matches in WWE history. It ended off with Kevin Owens and, and Sami Zayn beating the Usos for the Tag Team Championships. Night one was awesome. Everyone was thinking, WrestleMania this year, holy shit, this could be an all-timer. April Fool's, WWE says. I'm going to I'm gonna pretend that I recognize more than just one name in that whole list of names that you named off and say, wow, that was very exciting. It was fan, in the world of wrestling. That was a good night. <laughs> <laughs> then we get to night two, which I heard. And again, I'm not in. I'm not in the wrestling world, but I know enough people in the wrestling world, and I, yep. 
I listen to enough like podcasts and shows and stuff that are very much in the wrestling world, mm-hmm. but that's not like their main focus to the point where they'll mention it sure. and they'll talk about it enough where sure. like I kind of have a sense of things. And from what I heard was exactly what you said. Night one was one of the best nights of wrestling, and night two was a complete dud stink fest. <laughs> so we opened the night. With a name that you'll probably recognize, Brock Lesnar. Massive star in the early 2000s, went over to UFC, was actually pretty dominant in the UFC, then came back to WWE. He's a huge star. He's facing this giant of a man. I think he's seven foot four. I don't know. Seven. He's like something. Massive, 415 pounds, giant. This was the Vince match. Everyone, when when this was announced, everyone was like, oh, These are two huge men fighting each other. It's obviously Vince McMahon. That's what he likes. Um, This match went, I think, less than five minutes, where they both just threw each other around the ring. Brock Lesnar ended up F5-ing the big guy and left. It was honestly fine. It was fun. It was as good as it could be. They're not great actual technical wrestlers, so it wasn't going to be anything crazy. Then we had a women's tag team match that was just there. There was nothing special about it. It was Wanda Rousey was in the match, but she was injured, so she didn't do anything until the finish of the match where she just won. She literally didn't do anything the rest of the match. She came in, put someone in their armbar, they tapped out, she wins and leaves. Cool. (laughs) Literally nothing. Um, Then we get a really cool triple threat match, Gunther, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, really fun, hard-hitting. That was actually very good. Then we also got Bianca Belair and uh, Asuka, women's title match. Again, two great women. A- honestly, good match. We got Edge versus Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match. The wrong person won, in my opinion. So that And plus, uh, someone Edge threw a ladder at Finn Balor, and he had a fucking cut in the middle of his head, just gushing blood. So they had to stop the match for like two full minutes to like glue his head back together so he wasn't just, you know, dying. <laughs> so that took everything out of it and then it was a quick match it was it was supposed to be longer so that that was a whole thing and then we get to the main event honestly i was at that point i was like okay night two is better but i'm still in or night night one was better but i'm still enjoying night two and then we get to the main event which is roman reigns defending his title that he has held now for 948 days at this point i think it's somewhere in the 900s He's defended this belt three times at WrestleMania now, three years in a row, uh, against Cody Rhodes, the prodigal son. There was a huge story. He won the Royal Rumble. Everyone, everyone expected Cody Rhodes to dethrone Roman Reigns. This is the time to do it. Everyone's sick of Roman Reigns. Everyone's sick of his matches. We're finally going to have a babyface win the titles back for WWE. Uh, and let me just jump in real quick. Not to steal your thunder, but nope. <laughs> um, as somebody who's not big into the WWE world, like I mentioned with night one, there were a lot of names that you threw out that I've never even heard of. Mm-hmm. But I will say one of the names that we've talked about in WrestleMania that I've heard that I know and I can put a name to a face is Roman Reigns. Ah, so, you're proving their point, Brian. <laughs> I, I know I am. No, I know. <laughs> So Roman Roman wins. <laughs> I here's the thing. 
the the irritating part is that everyone wanted Cody to win. It felt like the right moment. It was a good story. And it feels like they just ignored all that and said, no, we still want Roman. Even though there's not a lot of story to tell, people are sick of his matches, the way that they fit, because he's a heel and he's got his cousins in the ring with him, right? So like it, the, the Usos, who I mentioned before, they're his cousins. They interfere with his matches all the time. They're, uh, th there's another cousin, Solo. He also interferes with his matches all the time. Like literally just every single match, it's just interference. We're all getting sick of it. So then in this match, there's like no interference for like most of it. And it was awesome. And then the fucking Usos come down. And then Solo comes in, and Solo costs Cody the match. Like, it's not even Roman winning. It's the other two. It's just infuriating because it's just the same fucking match 12 times a year because there's a pay-per-view every fucking month. So I'm just, I, I have no faith in WWE at this point. I don't want to see, I don't, I don't know what their story is going to be. I don't, uh, th this was the story. Cody was supposed to win here. That's what everyone wanted to see. I was genuinely considering starting to watch WWE on a weekly basis again because I was like, I'm excited to see what Cody's going to do with the belt. Roman won. I threw that out the window. Don't care. And now, like you mentioned, the news that broke basically the same night. Uh, WWE has been uh, merged, I guess, technically bought by Endeavor, who owns UFC. They're creating a super company of some sort um, where uh, Ari Gold has already mentioned that he is keeping, he wanted Vince. Vince was about to step away, reportedly. Uh, from WWE, but Ari Gold, when he was buying WWE, said, "No, Vince, I need you here." So now Vince is back in control. That it's just that—that's how it is. Because uh, fucking on Raw, everything was changed last minute. There were stupid matches. Like fucking, literally, Seth Rollins was in the in the ring during a commercial break, about to cut a promo when someone came up and he was like, "Oh, actually, we're cutting your promo time. Your segment's canceled." He's like, "Dude, I'm already in the ring. <laughs> People already saw me come out here on TV." And then TV came back after the commercial and he was just standing in the ring singing with his music and then it faded away into the next segment. That was for the TV audience. They saw him come out, sing with his music, and then Vince is back. WWE is going to be shit again. Uh, and I'll be watching AEW on Wednesdays. That's the moral of the story. They had it. They had it. If Cody would have just won, this would have been an all-time WrestleMania. It had its flaws, but it would have been, it, it was a good overall show but they fucked it. They just absolutely, they just, they, it, it could have worked. They could have still had Roman win if he just won clean. But no, they had to keep doing all of his interference bullshit that we've been sick of for two years. And now my cat's screaming in the background. That's all right. My dogs are also... My dogs are also screaming in the background, so we just Fair. got we just got backup vocals by the yeah. pet this week. Um. That's perfect. <laughs> but that's my WWE rant. The only thing that I'll add is something that I heard on one of my shows that I listened to at work during the week, and it was one of the potential positives that can come out of the WWE merging with, with the UFC. And they talked about how UFC fighters, once they start to you know reach their peak uh, in, in UFC, how some of them have been starting to trickle into like WWE because they made the the statement of UFC is an actual sport while WWE is entertainment where it's it's pretty common knowledge at this point that that wrestling like WWE and that kind of stuff is 
scripted. Thank you. Don't use the F word. It's <laughs> it's scripted. It's entertainment. It's, scripted. it's, Correct. it's whereas UFC is like actual like fighting, brawling stuff. Correct. And so when you get some fighters, some popular fighters in UFC that maybe they've taken one too many like bad hits. They're not doing as well anymore, but people still love them. You can transition them into now WWE and you can keep them going. You can give them new storylines and all that stuff. So that was like the one positive that I heard about this merging is that we can, we can do more of that, that trickling in naturally uh, since it's in company or whatever. I'll just say that again, from an outside perspective, Kyle, you said that you're that you're out on WWE. I'd say maybe just wait a year and see what happens because it it sounds like the general consensus is people loved what was going on this past year with Triple H doing the writing and the storylines and all that stuff has been improving and that it's been getting back to back on track and back to a point where back in the good old days where it was great storytelling. And I think this, the, the person in charge of like the, the UFC company that bought WWE maybe was like, Vince, you got to stay here because ultimately WWE is Vince's baby. You know, like if again, from an outside perspective, you're like, I want the guy who started it all and kept it going for so long because from my perspective, he knows what he's doing. If I'm putting myself in that guy's chair. If viewership goes down like it was going down for the for the McMahon era, uh, from what I've heard, it it's just like Hollywood. Like it's it's a numbers game. And if the numbers prove that hey, this isn't working, eventually things are gonna get fixed or changed to maybe go back into a good direction. So you got the numbers from Triple H, and it sounds like viewership rose throughout that whole year. If they see it decline again, maybe they'll they'll be like, well, we still want you on board, but more as like an exec and not, we'll, we'll take some control away from you, give some of the writing back to, to what was working before, or maybe you'll get a completely different change up which could be either better or worse. Yeah, just to wrap up, uh, don't get me wrong. Vince McMahon is a great businessman. There is no denying that. He bought this company from his father for like a million dollars. He is now selling it for $9 billion. There's no doubt that he's a great businessman. He's, he's continuously made record-breaking revenue in the WWE every single year. It's impressive. However, I want to cut in real quick, too. $9 billion. Let's put that into perspective by saying Disney bought Star Wars for $4 billion. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that kind of tells where WWE is at right now. I think it was $9 billion. I'm pretty sure it was close to $9 billion. Um, I, I heard that number, too, Yeah, earlier in the week. And that's, that's what I also heard when they made that comparison, too. Right. Of, so... Yes, Vince is a great businessman. Keep him there for the business talks. I love that. Over the past, I, I, I could say five years, I could say 10 years, viewership has steadily declined. 
There has been record low viewership almost monthly on Raw and SmackDown both collectively. Um, Pay-per-views were down, all this crap. They were doing Saudi shows that people, you know, everyone fucking hates those because fuck Saudi. Um, and, and then all of a sudden Triple H takes over and they start doing record numbers again. They start doing record gates at pay-per-views. WrestleMania, this was like a record-breaking weekend for them as far as revenue. Like, the numbers do show that Triple H is better for business. But Vince is a power hunger guy. Ari Gold, uh, probably they're probably they've probably been buddies for a while at this point. Um, yeah, Triple H need hundred. Vince needs to give shit, that shit up. He can stay in for business if he wants, but creative needs to go back to Hunter if they want any chance. Um, like I said, I'll be watching AEW because that shit's been actually good for the for the last. I mean, it started in two thousand nineteen, so it's been good for four years. <laughs> Hey, at least that's that's the one bright side is you still got AEW. <laughs> Correct. So uh, just one final period on this. There was a wrestler. Uh, uh, he was wrestling in New Japan, whatever. He's like a free agent. He was deciding between WWE and AEW. Like genuinely, they're, they're, like there was a good chance he was going to either one. This news came out about Vince. And I'm not even kidding you. This past Wednesday, he debuted on AEW. <laughs> and, and it was like, it was like. I'm here on Wednesdays now. <laughs> so I just thought that was really funny. He was very heavily rumored to like almost basically decided he was going to WWE. Just kidding. Now I'm going to AW. Fuck that. <laughs> so wow. if that tells you anything, there's been multiple people in WWE have said their contracts expire this year and they're not re-upping. All right. So there you have it. A much longer <laughs> WrestleMania discussion than I expected, but that's just how we do it here on the Midwesterners podcast. So buckle up because we've got all of the trailers. We've yes. got six, seven trailers that came out this week. So we're going to be spending more time on some than others, but buckle up because this it's probably going to be a, a big mammoth of an episode. So let's get started. I'm going to, I got a list or I got an order here. We're not going to go in release order of what came out first. We're going to go, fine. we're going to go in an order of what I feel like will be the least talked about trailers to the most talked about trailers. So, sure. and I've got, I've got them kind of sectioned off too. So we're going to start with extraction two. Okay. This trailer came out on Monday. It is the sequel to the Russo Brothers Netflix movie starring Chris Hemsworth. I'll be honest, the first movie I wasn't a big fan of. There were some cool action scenes in it, yes, but the movie overall wasn't that great. The story was kind of meh, and the like the writing just wasn't really there. Great action, meh movie. Spoiler alert for the first movie if you didn't watch it, which Kyle didn't, and I kind of ruined it for him before we started recording when I had him watch this trailer. The trailer ruined it. Uh, and the trailer does ruin it, too. So. Actually, it was the teaser trailer that I watched. <laughs> Spoiler alert for Extraction, the first movie. The main character, played by Chris Hemsworth, you know him as Thor from the, the Marvel movies, um, Chris Hemsworth dies at the end of the first movie. The movie ends where he's got an impossible task. He's got to get this person across this bridge. And there's basically an army on this bridge. And the person makes it, but he does not. 
he's back. He he somehow survived uh, getting shot through the neck in the first movie and falling off a bridge. They found him. They they make it clear in the trailer in this new trailer for Extraction Two that paramedics were able to find them. They were like, "You were clinically dead for I forget the insane number of time," uh, but he's back. He's alive. And this trailer was basically an action scene. It was a scene from the movie, a two-minute fight scene that it's like a mob scene. He's trying to get this girl somewhere, and he's surrounded by a bunch of people that are just fighting each other, including police. It was a cool action scene. And then they have a clip of him using a minigun to take down a helicopter at the end of the trailer. And that's basically the trailer and saying that it's coming out on June 19th, I think which I think is the same day as The Flash. So, (laughs) once you get done going to the theater to see The Flash, come home and watch Extraction (laughs) 2. Holy shit. (laughs) Lots. Uh, (laughs) Like you mentioned, I haven't seen the first one, and this trailer was... Again, I th- I mentioned this to you because I watched this <laughs> before we started recording. This is not a trailer. They plucked a scene from the movie and said, here's a fight scene. Oh, and here's him shooting down a helicopter. That was the quote-unquote trailer. Oh, and, and this yeah, is the, the date fight- that you can stream it. <laughs> exactly. Sure, the fight scene looked cool. His arm's on fire while he's beating someone up. That's fucking cool. Is that going to be? Make me want to go first of all watch the first one now and now go see the second one. I'll be honest, probably not. Uh <laughs> again, cool trailer. Probably not gonna watch the movie, honestly. All right, moving on. A movie that surprisingly made it into my top 10 most anticipated movies list. And after this trailer came out. I'm still excited, if not even more excited. I never thought I'd ever be uttering any of this out of my mouth, but Barbie. <laughs> Barbie dropped a new teaser trailer. So this is the second teaser trailer that they've released. And I thought this trailer was a lot of fun. This trailer worked for me. It's definitely leaning into the cheese of the quote-unquote Barbie franchise. I knew not as much as I thought about Barbie going into this trailer. The fact that everybody is either called Barbie or Ken. I thought that the different looking and the different raced Barbies had different names. And the Kens... I guess they don't because there's a scene towards the beginning of the trailer where our main Barbie, a.k.a. Queen Margot, <laughs> comes onto the beach with all the Barbies. And she's and they're all like, hey, Barbie. And she's looking at each one of them and hey, Barbie. Hey, Barbie. Hey, Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. So everybody's either Barbie or Ken. The, Which, the best part, the best part though, is Simu Lu as the other Ken, who is obviously going to be like the antagonist, because she waves at Ryan Gosling first, says hi Ken, and then 
Sibu says hi, Barbie, and she goes, Hi, Ken, and just fucking and Gosling gives him a death look. Like fucking awesome. I love that so much. I was gonna mention this later, mention this later, sure. but since you brought it up now, I'm just gonna get into it. Simu Lou in this trailer, in a Barbie trailer, showed his potential power in Hollywood. Because if you would have told me before watching this trailer that Simu Lu could potentially steal scenes from Ryan Gosling, I would have been like, mm, I don't believe it. Watching this trailer, I was more invested in his Ken than Ryan Gosling's Ken. I was like, you're you're stealing these snippets of scenes from Ryan Gosling, which is not an easy feat. So again, he's cheesy, but this movie is cheesy. I think he could be a really popular actor in Hollywood outside of Marvel, outside of Barbie, like throw him in any other movie. I feel like he's got the potential to be like, to be the next Margot Robbie, to be the next Ryan Gosling. Yeah, this trailer was a lot of fun. All the all the jokes worked for me, like her stepping out of her high heels and still having the high heel shaped foot, like the Barbie action, like the Barbie action figures. When she's going through Barbie Town, she's waving with both hands at everybody, and the car is still driving and steering on its own. It looks so good. Ryan Gosling being like. I'm going to come over tonight. And she's like, why? And he's like, because we're girlfriend, boyfriend, and that's what they do. And she's like, well, what are we going to do? And there's like an, a, a short pause. And then he's like, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, shows man. that they're going to be going into the real world, which is kind of expected. That's usually what we do in these kinds of movies. We, we're in the the IP world and we go to the real world. The cast of this movie is huge. There's one like snippet of the trailer where they just list the cast. And like, usually when they do that, it's like the big actors. There's gotta be like 30, 40 names on that. It took up the whole screen and it goes so fast that I couldn't even read like five of them. But I was like, Holy crowl. Will Ferrell's in this movie. Will Ferrell. Didn't I, know think that. I, I think the only <laughs> name I saw in there was Anna Ferris. <laughs> but I'm I'm excited for this movie. It <laughs> when it's when the matchup is, are you gonna see the new Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer movie or are you gonna <laughs> see Barbie first? I think I still might want to see Barbie first. Bro, that's going to be a hell of a doubleheader day. <laughs> Dude, I'm all for it. I am all for it. Sign me up. Any other thoughts before we jump to the next movie, Kyle? I'm looking at the cast and it only gets better. All I'm going to say is John Cena's in it. Uh, what? <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Dude, Michael Sarah shows up in like the last scene of the trailer and I was like, what? What Michael are you Sarah. doing in this movie? Yeah, Kate McKinnon. Uh, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be awesome. Anyway, I love this trailer. Sorry. This trailer looks so fun. Uh, like you mentioned, all of the jokes work. 
uh, there's that end, there's that kind of final scene that towards the end of the trailer where it's they're talking about uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm beach. gonna beat you, <laughs> yeah, like beach beach you up or something like that. I don't know, it was obviously supposed to sound like beat oh beat beat you off or something like that. Yeah, sounds like they're. It's just funny. It's just good humor. I can't wait for this. It's a star-studded cast. Yeah, I'm not ashamed at all to say that I'm excited for this fucking Barbie movie. <laughs> I never would have thought. I no. remember when this movie was announced, I was like, that sounds stupid. But as then, soon as they but as soon as they said it was Margot Robbie, I said I was in. <laughs> and as soon as they said that, I was like, you have my attention. <laughs> I wasn't in yet, but I was like, you have yep. my attention. Then it's that first teaser awesome. came out, and I was like, yep, I'm sold. I'm all in. So, Barbie movie, July 21st, same day as Oppenheimer. Which one's going to win the box office that weekend? <laughs> Bro, it's got to be Barbie, right? It's going to be Barbie. I'm making my I, prediction now. It's going to be Barbie. I think so, too. Have they announced what this movie's rated, too? Good question. It's got to be... It's got to be PG-13 because we've got some adult humor in here, but I, you have to have a PG-13 to get that younger audience in it as well. PG or PG-13. I'm going to guess PG-13, though. I would, too. I don't see an automa- I don't see a rating yet. Because, yeah, I, <laughs> I could not see a rated R Barbie movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, you're, you're alienating, like, a big chunk of your potential audience with that. So it's gotta be, it's gotta be at the very least PG at the most PG 13. Barbie is set to be PG 13. Okay. Let's move on. Cause like I said, we've got a lot of more trailers and a lot more trailers that have some big discussions. So we're recording on a Friday, which is day one of star wars celebration so there's going to be lots of star wars news coming out this weekend we're going to be talking a lot about star wars next week not just two episodes of mandalorian but we're also going to tie in all of the big news that comes out this weekend a lot of it has dropped today we're going to touch on some of it uh and some of it being a couple trailers that came out this morning right before we started recording one of them I'm going to start with the one that you're probably the least excited for and I'm kind of excited for, but I, again, I've expressed my little knowledge on it and that's Indiana Jones. They Mm. dropped the full trailer uh, on Friday morning of this movie. So we got a little bit more of an idea of what this movie is going to be about. We got more action scenes and all that stuff. My main thought on this movie is the de-aging that, Disney has shown that they can do with like the Marvel projects and some of the Star Wars stuff. But in all of these trailers that they've released so far, they've shown that we're going to get flashbacks of Indiana Jones back in his prime of Harrison Ford using de-aging technology. And the clips that we've seen so far, and especially in this trailer, I have been impressed to blown away by the de-aging of Harrison Ford. He looks like 80s Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones in these clips. And it's not like the awkward de-aging that <laughs> Martin Scorsese used on The Irishman where uh 
Robert De Niro, who's supposed to be playing like a 20 year old, looks like a 40 year old using hair dye and moves like an 80 year old. That isn't the case for this. I've been very impressed by that. And that's like the big standout for me in all these Indiana Jones trailers so far. It's just the de-aging technology. The story itself looks like it could be a really good Indiana Jones movie. Again, I've stated that I've only seen bits and pieces of the first movie. And I've seen all of the the worst one, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the fourth one. And that was so long ago where I barely remember that movie. I like the concept of Indiana Jones. I've gone to the show at Disney World a number of times, and it's one of like my go-tos there. So it's a franchise that I'm surprised I'm not more invested in it at this point. But with this new movie coming out, it's going to be one of those... Uh, marathon of the franchise that I'm going to be doing over the summer because I'm excited for this movie. I thought the trailer looked really good and Kyle stepped away from his computer like two minutes ago, which is why I'm still vanting and rambling and I don't know how much longer that I can keep going with that. So I apologize to you listeners who just have to listen to nonsense talk from me as I try to vamp and stretch this out as long as I can until Kyle comes back to his computer, back to his Apologies. Microphone. The morning coffee <laughs> hit a little bit quicker than I anticipated. All right. Thoughts on Indiana Jones trailer. <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't mean that. I, I've never seen an Indiana Jones movie. I'll be the, you know, I'll raise my hand and put that up there. It's one of the few classics that I, a few class, one of the many classic movies that I've never seen that people always give me the, You've never seen this movie? Yes, I haven't seen the movie because I grew up watching just fucking animated Disney movies. Um, it looks good. It looks cool. I like the. I, sh- I can't say that I like the story because the story sounds pretty basic. Like, what are we gonna do for a fourth Indiana Jones? Uh, he has a goddaughter, and it's, she's. I don't know. She turns on him at one point. He's got to run away from a bunch of people. He's still using his whip while people are using guns. I don't know. I, I I don't know enough to really talk about it, but like you mentioned, uh, the the de aging does look pretty decent. Um, the action it it doesn't look bad. It almost looks like they took like deleted scenes from the old movies and put it in there in higher def. So I mean that'll be cool. Um, and the trail, you know, the the two trailers that I've seen look all right, but unfortunately I have zero interest in this. <laughs> All right, so if I ever catch up with the four movies that come out before this and then make it to the movie, you're only going to hear talk about this in a best off, and that's if it's good. (laughs) Unfortunately, yes. Moving on to something that I think Kyle will have more to say. Another trailer that dropped at Star Wars Celebration today was the Ahsoka trailer. As was talked about in the Star Wars community and as I expected, this feels very rebels heavy. Like if me not having seen rebels at all and very little clone wars, I got a gist of what's going on in this series from this trailer. But there was a lot of stuff that I was like, that looks like a reference or that looks like a pop for somebody who's seen rebels that would be excited about. But there was a handful of things that I was excited to see. Uh, I was excited to see, the outline and backside of Thrawn. Uh, we've hmm. been 
teased of Thrawn uh, in Mandalorian and the couple times that Ahsoka shown up inside Mandalorian and Boba Fett. So knowing the little bit that I know about Thrawn, he's kind of like, as far as power goes in the Empire, at least for me, in my understanding, it's Emperor and then Thrawn. So that kind of a threat finally getting introduced in live action Star Wars. That's pretty exciting. Um, a lot of Sith. There were a lot of Sith in this trailer. There was like three or four people wielding different people wielding red lightsabers. One of them, I would have to double check on the actor, but one of them looks like the actor who played um, Volstagg in the Thor movies, who also was Punisher at one point in Punisher Warzone. He's a great actor, and if that's who I think it is as one of those Sith Lords. He he had the, the white beard and he had the hood on and the almost like a medieval sword looking hilt to his red lightsaber. He was awesome. And if that's who it is, I'm pretty excited to see him. Uh, Kyle shaking his head. So that must be the same actor, which raises my excitement for this show. The female Sith that they showed in there too also looked pretty badass. So Lightsaber fights with Ahsoka. We sign me up. I'm I'm on board. And the last pop for me that I was like, ooh, that makes me excited. Mon Mothma is in this show. I don't know how big of a role they showed her for like literally a second, but I was like, that's enough to get me excited because what we're doing with her in Andor. I fucking love so give me more give me more Mon Mothma uh, that actress is killing it in that role yeah I'm excited this comes out in August they didn't give an official date all they said was August so I think that's a pretty good month because as far as like TV shows and movies it's like May June July that's like heavy and I don't know if there's a whole lot going on in August, so I think that's a pretty good drop date. Gives me now a deadline of catching up on some Clone Wars and some Rebels. Last week after our our uh, episode that we talked about Mando, I did find a website that had like a, a key Clone Wars episodes list. So I'm going to be using that as my reference, and I'm going to be I'm going to be sending it to Kyle. And we're going to have to catch up because I I want to get through Rebels before watching this, which on the one hand is kind of annoying. <laughs> like, I like that we can jump into Mando and feel like we don't really have to watch Clone Wars or any of like the animated stuff. It's starting to get to the point where I'm feeling like I should, but it's not like key important whereas this ahsoka trailer and the talks behind this series so far is like it makes me feel like i have to which is kind of risky for star wars and let's let's see if they can do what they've been doing in mando and make it so if you don't watch that stuff you're not going to be completely lost kyle you're just bouncing in your seat here thoughts on the ahsoka trailer is this how new Marvel fans feel? Ooh, do they need to? Do they feel like they need to go back and watch it? I don't care. I'm gonna go back and watch everything because I love it. I'm not gonna complain about more content. 
anyway, um, no, I fucking love this. So, like you mentioned, there's so many lightsaber fights, so many Sith. What? Where do they come from? I'm excited to hear about all this and where they come from. Where do they go? Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, yeah, Rosario. I still think Rosario Dawson casts Ahsoka as like like one of the best. I think it's just so perfect. Yes. Even I think her voice fits a grown up Ahsoka. Like it just feels like what she grows into. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, like it feels Rebel heavy. Uh, there was already confirmed a few characters from Rebels that were going to be making an appearance. We got some of them uh, in this uh, in this trailer. And also, slight spoilers for two episodes ago for Mando. Now, uh, Zeb with the green, the big purple monster. Uh, we that, talked about him. Oh, did we talk about that one already? Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah, Zeb is confirmed to also be in this show too. He's a, he's from Rebels. Uh, very excited for that because his CGI looked amazing. So I, I'm just I'm just excited about. It seems like they've with Star Wars, they're putting so much work into this stuff because they want it to look both super real but also sometimes when they're using puppets not real at all but that works for the star wars universe like it's so i just love everything they're doing so any star wars project they're going to put out is like but this has such a different feel which is why i'm so excited like mando is its own thing Andor is its own thing boba fett tried to be mando <laughs> but ahsoka <laughs> feels like its own thing now too because there's a fuck ton of sith and jedi and lightsabers and shit and mon more mon mothma like you mentioned too like i'm nothing but excited for this the cgi was really good i so i know good. i know one of the bigger complaints with obi-wan was the cgi and yeah. some of like the other star wars stuff that's been a complaint too so yeah i was actually really impressed on how clean and good this trailer looked and yeah. I am the most curious about the Sith because unlike Obi-Wan, it's not Inquisitors. So where did they come from? Like, and these are these are characters that I know I haven't heard of in Clone Wars. And I haven't heard very much about Rebels to the point where, like, I don't know if they're in there. I don't know if that's explained at all. But yeah, I'm very curious to know where these Sith have come from because there's i i don't know his name but volsteg actor like old man cloaked like knight looking sith dude there's the female like badass looking sith and then there was another one that had like a darth maul type lightsaber like a, a double ended red bladed lightsaber that was fighting off ahsoka in like a, a brief scene i watched the trailer twice and i was like wait a minute that's a different one. That's not one of the, the two main ones that they've been showing. So there's multiple Sith in this. And where did they come from? <laughs> That's what I'm the most curious about. So our answers will be answered in August. And now we got some homework to do because we got a deadline on our assignment now. August. Don't know if that's going to be late August or early August. Let's anticipate early August just so we can get our homework done. Uh, yeah, Clone Wars, Rebels, it, it's go time. Moving on. Now we're going to get into some of the into the, the half of the, the trailers that I think we're going to be spending the majority of the time on. Let's start with Blue Beetle. 
this is a movie that did not make my top 10 anticipated movies list because this is a character that I know little to nothing about. I know that he's got like a buddy cop type relationship with Booster Gold in the DC comics, which I also know little to nothing about. And that's about it. I know he's he's blue and he's a beetle and he's got some Batman-like tech. That's about it. Then this trailer drops and I was like, okay, let's let's get into it. I'm I'm curious to see what this movie has in store. Frankly, I was blown away by this trailer. I was very impressed by this trailer. This movie looks to be a lot of fun. Again, I, I feel like we I feel like it's something that we don't have to talk about, but it's kind of gotten to the point where in Hollywood where we do need to talk about the CGI in this trailer was great. This movie, again, looks incredible as far as that side goes, which this movie is very CGI heavy. I liked the transformation when he first gets the scarab. It felt it was horrific. It felt like watching a horror movie of this dude. He's getting his clothes burnt off. He's getting this thing that's like <laughs> kind of oozing on him like a symbiote almost. And like the families are all around him freaking out and they're trying to like get it off of him. And I was just like, like it, it kind of looked like a horrific transformation. I like the family element of it. It feels like, and not to compare, but it feels like DC's version of Miss Marvel. But I like that the family knows right away, right off the bat, that this dude, our our son, our nephew, our grandson, our cousin, he's got some superpowers now. He's got this thing that has superpowers. Uh, George Lopez is one of the family members, which was a pop for me because I used I grew up watching George Lopez sitcom show. And so, uh, love or hate that show, I, I kind of liked that show, and I, I liked seeing him in things. He looks absolutely ridiculous with his very long goatee and his, like, mullet, like, rat tail hair hairdo that he's got going on. But he was kind of over the top in the scenes that he was in the trailer, and then he had, like, a brief scene of, like, the heartfelt, like, George Lopez moments that you could get, too, on top of his over-the-top comedy, so... I think he's going to be a good fit for this movie. I liked the line in the movie that said, sometimes the suit does what you want it to, and sometimes it doesn't. I think that's going to be a big theme and plot point of this movie. And I liked the Final Fantasy reference at the end when he gets the giant cloud sword and he's doing like the 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 move that looks like it's from cloud's character in the video game so it's it's a mix between iron man and green lantern which uh, okay i'm interested sign me up point being i was impressed by this trailer because this movie was supposed to be a straight to hbo max movie when it was first being made and it was first announced and then warner brothers gets their new their new CEO and, and David Zaslav, and he saw this movie is like, no, this needs to be a theatrical release. And watching this first trailer, I would agree. 
Now, based off of Black Adam and Shazam Fury of the Gods box office, don't know how well this movie is going to do, especially since, again, comic book fans like me don't know who Blue Beetle is. And if I don't, the general audience has never even heard of this fucking guy. Are they going to go out and watch this movie? The fact that it's a Latino family and a Latino hero, I'm hoping that that demographic crowds into the movie theaters for this movie because they have little to no representation in Hollywood at this point. So you're going to give them a superhero movie? Hopefully that brings that audience in. Hopefully the word of mouth does better than Shazam Fury of the Gods did for that movie. Because this character has the potential of making his way into James Gunn's DCU, depending on how well this movie does. I've talked a lot. Kyle, give us your thoughts for Blue Beetle. Um, yeah, this also didn't make my top 10 either. I knew the character from Injustice, and that's it. And so, like, I nothing about origin or who he was or what anything. I I get it through this trailer they i honestly think they did a really good job of just kind of a quick summation of the character and then what the movie's going to be i thought this trailer was extremely effective in that like it it made me interested in seeing the movie am i necessarily going to buy tickets opening day not um, not yet but maybe like if, if they continue to wow me with the trailers i might uh, especially i mean I know James Gunn is now in the position where he needs to hype up all these movies, but he did in his little like press conference thing that he was doing when he was talking about his project, he he did address the earlier stuff. He he, he did hype up Shazam, so I maybe again, maybe he's just hyping up because it's his job now. But he did say he really enjoyed Blue Beetle. Um so Shazam was a good movie. I enjoyed that movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. All right. Unfortunately, nobody gave a shit. Well, so yeah, I'll watch it when it's available on the, at home. I'm hoping that it gets more of an audience when it's put on HBO Max. I'm hoping that streaming helps the movie out a little bit more than the theatrical sure. run did because there was a potential before it epically bombed in the box office for Shazam to make its way also into the DCU. Those chances are slimmer now to none than they were before. This this movie's got to do great in order to, to do that, I feel like. And I, I think it's got the potential if it ends up being a good movie and the word of mouth works for it and people actually go out and see it. It does come out in August, which we just talked about with Ahsoka being not a whole lot's going on in August. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that helps this movie out. Time will tell, but I'm I went from not caring about this movie to now probably going opening weekend to see it. Like this this trailer worked for me in a lot of ways and it it's got me excited for the movie. No, same here. It 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 uh it rose my interest like like you said i wasn't really intrigued by this at all it was another dc movie but my interest is more than it was before this trailer came out um i i do disagree however with you saying that this movie needs to do good in the box office for blue beat i think i i i think there's a good to I, I think there's a good to fair chance that james gunn is just going to use the character if he wants to or not 
doesn't matter. Like same as Shazam, honestly, if he wants to use the character and he has a story for the character, it not net, not saying that Shazam's going to get a third movie or Blue Beetle's going to get a sequel. If he wants to use them in a different movie or in a different story or in a team up movie, I think he's going to use them. That I think it's just that plain and simple. I think there's a good chance that Blue Beetle can earn a sequel and earn a place in a bigger role in these movies if it does well. Um but I don't think it's necessarily I think I think James Gunn is just, you know, I this is my plan. If I'm gonna use the characters that I want to use, it doesn't really matter what's happened before. I think he's gonna start looking at results maybe with Flash, but probably after after Flash and Blue Beetle, when his movies start coming out, that's when he'll start looking at how these characters are doing. I'm gonna adjust my statement slightly and say this iteration of blue beetle because from the knowledge that i have about blue beetle the one that tags along with booster gold is the one before this one mm. which is which is where a lot of people when this movie was announced were confused because they thought that the that the and he's not the first one he's the second one so this blue beetle in this movie is technically like the third blue beetle in the comics so people thought that the second one would be the one that would get the movie first so that he could then team up with booster gold so i'll adjust my statement saying this iteration meaning if this iteration of blue beetle does bad i can see james gunn being like well we tried or rather the the previous heads tried they tried it didn't work out so now i'm gonna take the blue beetle that people know to be with booster gold since we have that show coming out and that's gonna be our dcu booster gold or blue sure. beetle so i i'll adjust by saying this iteration depends yeah. on the box office because i i think you could also if this one does well you could have two blue beetles. You could have this younger one. You could have the the older one that then teams up with Booster Gold while this one does his own thing. This one could maybe be part of the Else Worlds. Yeah, and probably. the other one be as a part of the DCU. It, it's kind of all up in the air at this point. I, only time will tell. But I'm I'm actually excited for Blue Beetle. So let's move on. We're gonna go into the Marvel world. Let's start with Secret Invasion. This trailer was awesome. Yeah. This trailer is everything that I want for this show. It's badass. We got super spy espionage. I love that it's Nick Fury, Maria Hill, that it's um, Everett Ross from the Black Panther movies. We got some Don Cheadle in here, probably doing a, a cameo type like he did in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Although, no, the first teaser trailer, he he had like a scene with him and like a group of like government people that looked like they were about to attack some people or yep. do something. So he's probably got a more significant role than I feel like at this point. Um, there's, a, there's a scroll at the end that's got like i'm just gonna call it viney arms going <laughs> up that i've never seen scrolls do before other than the super scroll 
which in the comics he could adapt multiple um power sets from heroes and oftentimes would have the abilities of the fantastic four because he was like a a big fantastic four villain so the (laughs) the viney armed scroll i was like is this is this nods at a super scroll is this oh no i'm just giving my comic book knowledge to this the thing that makes sense to me but i don't want it to be the case but i feel like this trailer set it up for is this is nick fury's last adventure because the trailer ends with samuel jackson's nick fury saying time for one last fight yeah which i love samuel jackson i love him as nick fury but let's be honest what has Nick Fury really done in the last how many years? And surprisingly, because he does not look it, Samuel Jackson is over 70 years old. Like, how much longer is he going to want to do movies like this? What? <laughs> yes. Holy he was on, shit. He was on Jimmy Kimmel a while ago. I want to say almost a year ago already. And he was celebrating his 70th birthday. Bro, he's he turned 75 in December. What, 75? No. Yeah, he was born in 1948. Check my math on that, but that's 75, right? Hang on, hang on, hang on. No, really? December, December 21st, 1948, IMDb. Google says that he's 74. Correct, so turning 75 this year. Yeah. <laughs> That's in, he does not he looks 50. Yeah. That's insane. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh no shit. So again, how long is he going to want to be doing That's these like high action movies? So this could be the last time we see Nick Fury, but if this is the way to to send him off into the sunset, like sign me up for it. I'm here for it. June 21st, they officially announced the date. Kyle, give me your thoughts. This looked awesome. Uh, Spy, espionage, you know, we're not going to know who is who with the scrolls. Like, this is exactly what I wanted out of this trailer. This is exactly, I think, what everyone wanted and what we're expecting. I think this is going to be so cool. I wouldn't be surprised now that you're now that you're throwing that at me. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we almost get like an heir to the... I shield but they're not shield anymore or whatever you know like the next nick fury i don't know who it's going to be but i i wouldn't i don't know if they'd go with maria hill maybe um but i wouldn't be surprised if we get that next head of whatever i yeah i don't know i i still think i think for this show to be it as impactful as it can be we need a reveal of someone who has been a scroll this entire time. Nick Fury's too obvious. I don't like that. We've already kind of done that where we know he's been elsewhere. He was a scroll and far from home, blah, blah, blah. And I think the best candidate for that is Rhodey. I was just thinking that same thing. And and I know pe- people have been saying this since the minute he was confirmed for the show, but it just, it's such a good meta joke with him being recast in the second iron man 
um that he that's why he looks different like, like somehow the scroll i don't know you know what i mean like there, there's something good there um but just i i don't know there needs to be this guy that we've seen since day one has not been who he says he is and that can plant seeds of doubt for the rest of i don't know how long they're going to tell the scroll story if they get it's going to go past secret invasion in my opinion but there needs to be something big like that. Like, holy fuck, Rhodey's been a fucking... Rhodey's not a real person. Rhodey's been a scroll since day one, or they killed the original Rhodey, and he has been, like, in the U.S. military and government and the Avengers since day one. Like, that's a massive thing, and I think needs to happen. I don't want to put too much pressure on the show, because, I honestly, I think I'm going to enjoy this no matter what. Like I said, spy, espionage, that kind of shit. That, that's going to be super cool within the world of Marvel, too. Um, however, I do think... Something like that needs to happen for this show to have any relevancy. <laughs> like, otherwise, it's just going to be like another thing that happens in Marvel. I don't know how else it impacts the bigger story other than that. And I think it will because in the Secret Invasion storyline in the comics, it was it was a big event, like Civil War, like Secret Wars, like all that stuff. Secret Invasion, the Skrulls infiltrated Shield, like Hydra did in Winter Soldier. They infiltrated the Avengers. They infiltrated Sword, which is like the galactic shield, like mm -hmm. we saw already established in WandaVision. Yep. They infiltrated the Fantastic Four. They infiltrated everybody. Like it was a huge event to the point where, kind of spoilers for the comics, but I don't think it's going to be that big. It could affect the MCU, I guess. They infiltrated everybody to the point where who came to save the day in the comics and ultimately take over S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers, but Norman Osborn and the Thunderbolts. Whoa! Oh, that could be the Thunder... I, that could be the, the... This could be the setup to the Thunderbolts. That yeah. Okay. And to tug on your roadie string, which I... I kind of feel the same way. Like I, I feel like he's got to be the one because he's big and important enough, and it's got his fingers in enough of those pies. But then I had a most like absurd thought, which it's not going to be the case. But live with me in this thought and in this world for a second. In this, what if? What if Don Cheadle was like, "Yo, Kevin." I've appreciated you let me play in this world, but I, I'm I'm starting to see my end go. Like I, I'm ready to be done. And what if Dot Cheadle's roadie was a scroll since Iron Man 2 till now? Mm -hmm. They kill his his scroll off, and then they're like, Where's the real roadie? And Terrence Howard came back. <laughs> into the mcu to be roadie again and going forward i know that's not the case because don Cheadle's getting his own movie now with armor wars but live with me in this what if listen as soon as you just started talking the almost the exact same thought popped into my head like it almost was like you threw it into my brain like yeah I, do you know how fuck even, and it doesn't even need to be a permanent role going forward just imagine just wait he's been a scroll this 
where's the original rope? And they fucking find, I don't know, like locked in a fucking dungeon somewhere. Like, or he is Howard. Or, oh my God. Or the last thing he did in Iron Man 1 was look at that suit and say, next time. He flies in in a war machine <laughs> suit and just fucking saves the day. Holy Kills shit. John, John, Don Cheadle's scroll. <laughs> it, it could happen. Honestly, I'm not going to put it past Marvel at this point to bring someone back like that and do that. Holy shit. I love it. It would be, it would be ridiculous, though. I love it. I, I... <laughs> it needs to happen now. Call Kevin. <laughs> Reshoot the whole show. <laughs> yeah, but I'm excited for the show. The last thing yeah. that I want to say is it. she pops up a couple times in the trailer, but it's not... Um, revealed in the trailer but it was revealed this week that amelia clark's character is the daughter of talos so she's a scroll too whoa okay cool yeah and now, i think she, she's a big enough actor does she fall into at the end of this potentially scrolls and people are on the good you know because there's a good section of scrolls there's a bad yes scrolls does she maybe take that nick fury role that could be interesting she could or she could be the next big threat depending Ooh. on how the show falls and maybe i she think in align with her father that could be i think too that this show could establish could not establish but um solidify sword's presence and establishing sword as the new shield type organization working sure. both galactic and also kind of keeping an eye on earth would make sense to have a scroll at the head then in my opinion so yeah i'm i've been excited for the show since it was announced but like the more they show of it, the more I'm like, I just want it right now. Yeah. June 21st can't come soon enough. This is this is the kind of stuff that I've wanted since Winter Soldier, and I think this is the kind of stuff that a lot of people have been wanting back into Marvel for a while now. So I hope that it that it's good. I hope it does well, and I hope that it kind of whets that appetite that a lot of people have been having for this kind of Marvel content. Last trailer we're going to talk about is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This trailer dropped on Monday as Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday morning. It, it dropped earlier this week and holy shit, there's a lot to break down with this trailer. Uh, this is the one I think we're going to spend the most time on this trailer. I was excited for this movie before this movie I I need to go back and check. Did this movie make my top 10 anticipated? I don't think it did. Oh, how did it not? I think I remember us talking about this. Uh, spoiler oh, alert. It did at number five. This was my number two. <laughs> this was my number five, which at this point, I don't know how. I I was just in, in Hype Realm for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania where I put that at number two. It was number three. I, I, I really enjoyed that movie, but I think Across the Spider-Verse, had I seen this trailer before that movie came out, it probably would have flip-flopped the spots because John Wick Chapter 4 lived up to the expectations that I had for it, so that was my number three. 
and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is still my number one. Like, I'm so psyched for that movie at this point. So, but this trailer, this trailer was awesome. Uh, we get more of a sense of the plot and, and the stakes of this movie. We get a No Way Home reference, which I want to talk about that first. Yes, please. Don't even don't even get me started on Doctor Strange and that little nerd in Earth 1999-9999, which not six one six. That's that was my thought. That was my so thought. like so so in my head right away it's like into the Spider Verse and Sony feel more connected to the comics where actual comic Spider Man live right where yes. it's like so Tom Holland and his Spider-Man need to be not need not to be 616 because I don't know if there is an established 616 Spider-Man yet like the comic 616 Spider-Man in this universe but like it almost feels like this needs to be 999 you know whatever I I, I don't know that that was my rationale like like this is way more connected to the comics but then if we're establishing the MCU into this Spider-Verse again it is 9999 to some people but some people the, the 616 has only popped up twice and it was uh why am I forgetting her name now um was in uh, Doctor Strange, right? Multiverse of Madness. They said we we assigned your six one six, and the other time is Loki on the ribbon. It says Earth six one six for his Loki for his life. Happening. Oh, okay, I missed. That. Um, yeah. yes. So again, it's like certain entities dub it six one six. Apparently now they're saying it. I don't know, man, but it is a direct reference to the movie. So it, it it's is interesting. And my head canon behind it was maybe it's just like like there's the multiverse, but then there's also the spider verse. So maybe mm -hmm. that's that world's destination code as far as the spider verse goes. Cause I know the comics, I've got the the giant fucking tomb of the spider verse comics, but I haven't read through them yet. So I I don't know. And the pop that I've heard from the the other comic book fans is that that's like you said that's comic book reference. Yes. The other interesting thing is I didn't watch this version, but I heard that the international trailer for this movie starts off with the spider logos of Tobey Maguire. Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland with dialogue from each of their movies before it jumps into Miles and his dialogue. So a lot That's of people are like, moment. are we going to get those three in this movie? We're going to get those three in the next movie. I would love to see. And I don't know how they would do this, but I would love to see those three in the movie, but live action. Ooh. Like, I don't want to see them animated. I don't really? want to see their characters animated. I want to see, like, with all of the the crazy animation styles that's going on in this movie and in the next movie, too. Because, remember, this is 
even though they're different titles, it's a part one and part two. Yep. I would love to see them in the movie, but live action. Kind of like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but instead yep. of like the cartoons being in the real world, I want to see the real people in the cartoon world. Be kind of fucking as cool. Their, as their weird. own style. Like that is their established style is the live action looks. If anyone can do it, it's into the Spider-Verse. Yes. So, so if they are in these movies, which I hope we see them, mm-hmm. I want to see them live action. I don't want to see them in their own animation style. I want to see them in their already established style being live action. Well, that's the thing. If they're because again, the animation style for all of these Spider-Men have been lifted straight from their comics. So if we're now in a world where the comics and the MCU live in the exact same world in the same multiverse you almost have to you have to have them lot like those three are canon as three-dimensional flesh and blood it's so weird to describe in this context but like yeah you would almost have to see them in real life and not animated uh yeah i'm uh, yeah so intrigued about like there's just so many questions just from that one line i love it i love it yeah, so I'm not going to go like beat for beat, point for point no. in this trailer like I go usually do. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to I'm gonna bring up the things that stuck out to me. Please. We get Peter B. Parker. I love that he's in the pink bathrobe and the, and the papoose, I think we, we said that it was called the last time we talked about him. It looks like he's going to be that way throughout the entire movie, which awesome. awesome. Can't wait <laughs> I fucking that love pop. that. <laughs> I love that that his daughter's there it's not yeah. just him with with the with the papoose yeah. like the his daughter's actually there and appropriately comic book accurate she's called mayday that she is mayday parker oh yeah yes that huge pop for me um ben riley is one of the is one of like he's got like a main focus for like a split second like it's just him the Ben Riley Spider-Man and it's it looks like they just ripped that right from the comic book and like slapped it in the Spider-Verse world. Hell yeah. Huge pop for me there. Then the joke of of all right team, we need to take down Spider-Man and then everybody does the meme, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. And then yeah. the one that they focused in like the group of 3 doing the meme that they focused in on was a almost regular looking Spider-Man. And then they had the costume from Spider-Man Unlimited, which was the god-awful cartoon series from back in the day. But I watched it, so I was <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm glad to see him there. And PS4 Spider-Man, looking like, again, looking like PS4 graphics designed Spider-Man. So... If the PS4 Spider-Man can look like the PS4, let's make the live action. If we're gonna have them in there, be live action. I'm God, just that's saying. gonna be so I jarring to see, though. I don't know. I want it's it. It's gotta work. If they do it, it has to look good because they are going to get. This is a award-winning movie that they're sequ- that they're sequeling right here for their animation, for the style, for how good it looked. If they're going to do live action within animation, it has to look good. I think it will. And I think it's going to, because I'll admit, I was a little nervous when they released that like first look 
uh, trailer early last year when this sure. movie was supposed to come out in October. Yeah. Like during CinemaCon, they released like a first look and not all the animation was done and you could definitely tell. And I was a little nervous by some of like the design work in that okay. first trailer. And I'm one back over now. Like it looks like, yeah, everybody still has their different look, their different design, but it looks better. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I don't want to say cleaner, but I also want to say cleaner, if that <laughs> makes sense. I think um, I saw the one you were talking about, so I, I don't know. I just remembered Spider-Man 2099 looking a lot chunkier and a lot more abstract looking than what he does. Like they've definitely like smoothed him out and yeah, he's still a bigger dude, but he's not like, he's not like, I'll, I'll just bring it up spot. He's like the one character that I'm like kind of eh on his design that he's a chunk. He's just an average looking dude with his pot belly. And I'm like, Oh, come on. Like we we couldn't make him look a little bit more badass. I, I, I get like that it. they're leaning into the cheese of the character. Literally. I just wanted him to look a little bit cooler. But I think no, I honestly like the design because there is a again you talked about wrestling earlier. There is a trope within wrestling with like the bad guys don't necessarily need to be in phenomenal shape. The the bad guys can be a little bit chunkier because they they're bad guys they don't care as much they're going to cheat to win they're just better than you any you know like so i i honestly there's like that element of spot is so fucking powerful that it doesn't matter what kind of shape he's in he's just he's just living his life he's just doing his thing if he wants to have a beer gut he can have a beer gut <laughs> like i honestly like the design but um yeah i i like that they that they cleaned up the, the the some of the designs a little bit more especially 2099 because he's my guy like sure. i i grew up with those comics i i i like miguel o'hara i like the angle that they're taking with him that he's the one that basically run, like corralled everybody up together and i like the moral dilemma that's gonna be pitting miles against everybody and the fact that and just the way that they laid this trailer out, to me, it looks like he's either got to let his dad die or he can't be Spider-Man hanging around with these Spider-Men. And because he's like, why can't I do both? And they're like, that's not that's not how Spider-Man is. Like, Uncle Ben had to die for us to be the Spider-Man that we need to be. I just remembered the last shot. It's the one yes, the therapy. <laughs> and he goes, and he's just laying there. Let me guess, Uncle Ben died. <laughs> Holy shit! I laughed so hard when that happened. Oh yeah, my god, so funny. The therapist knowing what's gonna happen and just being so just sarcastic about yeah, it. Yeah, like non-sympathetic. Person that you're. Oh, so funny. And let me I guess, he died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So and then good. everybody busts through the room, and then that's how the so trailer good. ends. This it, movie's going to be phenomenal. It's just built on top of the laughter that I was already having from the meme, exemplified with everybody being like Spider-Man, 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 Spider-Man. Spider -Man, Spider -Man, Spider -Man. <laughs>
good comedy. There, there's a lot of good comedy in this, but it looks like it's also going to be incredibly deep and serious. Too. Yeah, there there were a couple of those beats when like we were getting into the main plot of things that I was like, ugh, is this just gonna like rip my heart out and just like squeeze it in front of my face? I think it's going to, but I am. Um, yeah, I'm. This this movie is definitely like towards the top of my anticipated list for the rest of the year. It was in number five spot earlier, but it's definitely moved up for me because yeah, I I can't wait for this movie. Uh, June second cannot come soon enough. Any other th- thoughts that you want to give about this trailer before we move on? I don't believe so. No, the Earth. 616 versus 19999 thing was the big thing I wanted to talk about because honestly, big ripple effects. What, however, that's going to work. Yeah. All right. Before we can wrap this up, we got to jump into one of our favorite segments that we do every week the best off recommendations of the week. Kyle, you told me before we started recording that you don't have one, but you do have one. And I'm just going to segue it over to you by saying Guardians 3. <laughs> yeah, go watch the best MCU movie ever, Guardians 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, honestly, with, with, with Guardians coming up soon, uh, everyone needs to go watch those two those first two Guardians movies if you somehow haven't. Like, they're honestly, they're, they're just so good. Just the, the connection with the family. James Gunn, th- James Gunn s- secretly put in a hidden meaning between the three movies and no one has figured it out yet. He has confirmed that on Twitter multiple times. People keep guessing people have gotten close, but no one has fully figured it out. And I, I don't know if we're going to get like a straight answer in this movie. I think we'll get like pieces of the puzzle in this third movie and someone will figure it out. But like there, there's just so much. I, I just love James Gunn and his brain and he put together two phenomenal movies that got me into the MCU. So yes, absolutely. Go watch those. You, you, picked up a different ball other than the one that i was throwing to you so i'll just say a guardians three tickets went on sale this past week i got mine they came out or the tickets went on sale on monday Mm -hmm. i bought mine monday around noon and i have no idea what time they dropped but i don't feel like very many people knew that the tickets were coming out because sure. by noon there were only two other seats that were bought before mine. So I had free reign of my theater. Of the only reason, the only reason I knew tickets were on sale was because you told me. And then like Monday night and Tuesday, I started seeing advertisements on social media about it. But other than that, I didn't know about it. I didn't know about it ahead of time. That's for damn sure. Yeah. I saw the, the advertisements on social media on Sunday night, which is how mm-hmm. I knew. But I was like, Ooh, good. Tickets go on sale. Now I know I can go go out and buy those because that movie is less than a month away at this yes. point. Yes. So it's coming real quick. And on top of that, James Gunn announced the soundtrack mm. track list That's that came out. Doing. Yes. Uh, he dropped the track list. He, in every article that I, that I read it on, they had a link to a Spotify playlist. The playlist is over four hours long. So not every single one of those songs is on the the, the track list for the movie. The first 17 
tracks in that playlist are the tracks of the movie. And I went through and I listened to some of them and a lot of the later ones are from the other two movies. Gotcha. Okay. That would make like sense. Mo- most of, starting with come and get your love. I only know that because I have the other two playlists saved on my phone so I can tell which songs are downloaded. All right. <laughs> so All a right. lot of them are popping up here. Um, yeah. Most of them are from the other two movies. Um, and, there, then we're get, and then we get into like actual soundtracks from the, you know, like the cinema, you know. Gotcha. But a lot of a lot of the songs made sense to me. The the ones that I went through and listened to so far, uh, there are some where I was like, I get the theme here, but this is a weird <laughs> random song. Um, but it's it's going to be great. I am getting hyped for this movie by the day guardians three get your tickets now check out the soundtrack on spotify that was supposed to be kyle's best stuff but his was go I haven't listened to watch. It <laughs> this is go and watch guardians one and two which you should yeah. i i need to go back and watch those movies again before i watch part three and i also plan to re-watch the christmas special before that too which is gonna make my girlfriend go really because <laughs> i make a big deal about non-christmas stuff or about christmas stuff happening outside of the christmas um the the christmas season the christmas time i usually have my my usual exception is christmas episodes when i'm binging through a series so if i'm going back and i'm watching a series and there's a christmas episode yes i'll watch it because it's part of my binge but if you're singing Santa Claus is coming to town and it's April, I'm like, uh, no, there's eight more months before he's coming to town. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Which is something that I told her earlier in the week when she was singing that song. Um, and Christmas movies, I don't watch outside of Christmas, but I watched Christmas special before Guardians 3 because they'll tie into the story. So my best stuff of the week, I'm going to do two. I thought about doing two last week, and I decided to only do one. I wanted to do one for sure this week, but there's something else that I felt like I needed to talk about, so that's why we're having two. So the need to talk about best stuff for this week is Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. A lot of people saw it last weekend when it came out. It was the number one movie in the world. I was one of those people. I went to it on Saturday. I will straight up say I am not a D&D player. I know little to nothing about D&D. So any other franchise movie, that would be a little bit alarming going into it, not knowing a whole lot about it, because a lot of these movies nowadays, as much as we like to not think so, you kind of have to have some background knowledge if you want to know what's going on. That is not the case with Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves. This was just a fun fantasy movie. There were, I was in a packed theater when I went on Saturday. And there were so many times throughout the movie where something was happening or something was said that completely went over my head. But the whole crowd was just livid, going wild, going nuts in a good way. Uh, and just popping over what was said or a reference that was made 
or something that was happening that was similar to the games, there is a reference to the Dungeons and Dragons animated series. I won't say what it was, but there is a reference to the like old eighties animated Dungeons and Dragons cartoon series that I actually did know. And I picked up on and I was like, Ooh, that was fun. But this whole movie is just fun. The cast is phenomenal. It's hilarious. This movie is absolutely hilarious. And it's not like forced in jokes. It feels organic. We're following this ragtag group of characters, which to the little bit of knowledge that I have, they're not like the the heavy hitters in D&D. They're kind of like the underdogs and they very much are the underdogs throughout this whole movie. There is a cameo that if you blink, you're going to miss it. But I was like, but I was like, what is this actor doing in this movie in this role? But I loved it. Um, Kyle's muted and he's talking at me and I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't just pull up the cast like I was about to. Yeah, don't do that because yeah, there's an actor that shows up that I'm like, what are you doing in this role? I, I love, love it, but I love it, but what the hell? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I want to see this movie with my sidekick over here, my co-host, because he does play D&D. And I feel like this is I feel like this movie would be fun to see with the D and Deer because they're gonna they're gonna be able to elbow me constantly throughout the movie and be like, oh, they, they mentioned this and this is that. And oh, there's a reference to this, and that's that's this over here. And oh my gosh, I can't believe that this is going on because this is what happens in D D. But it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. It it was it was a great fantasy movie. I, I had a lot of fun. I'm not gonna Giveaway spoilers, but I will say my favorite scene happens in a graveyard. That's all Fuck I'm yes. going to say. That's all I'm going to say. My favorite scene happens in a graveyard. It was absolute. I, I was nonstop laughing throughout the whole scene. It was oh. it was so great. Sounds amazing. I absolutely cannot wait to go see this. Yes, I have a massive D&D player. I have my dice right next to me. We will watch it together once it comes out. B.O.D. I'm excited. I am absolutely excited because, yeah, it was a great movie. I love Chris Pine. He's not in enough things. Everything that Agreed. he's in, everything that he's in, he kills it in. So, um, yeah, he was great. Michelle Rodriguez is great. Uh, Justice Smith mm. is the is the wizard on their team. I've hated him in almost every movie that I've seen. He's always like his character i don't know if it's character choice or just the way that it's written or like how he decides to do it but i'm always extremely annoyed by every single character he plays in almost every movie i really liked him in this movie he worked he worked for me he wasn't obnoxious over the top like he can be jurassic world um yeah i thought he was great and uh the girl from it was uh shapeshifter type character she was really cool too so fucking and uh hugh, and oh, hugh God, grant no, is in this movie too which it's like what hugh grant not the kind of movie i'd expect you to be in but he was great too so yeah all great cast oh the girl from never mind uh, i heard yeah. it and for some reason my mind went to the fucking adams family and then i was thinking wednesday what, uh, wow i don't know no, how that happened yeah penny no, i know what you i know what you mean i know what you mean <laughs> So that's my first best stuff. 
My second best staff is something that I have best staffed in the past, and I'll probably best staff again in the future. I'm just going to keep best staffing it because it's so great. It's one of my favorite games. Unmatched. I I know I've best staffed it before. I'm going to keep best staffing it because along with all of the trailers and all of the, the TV and movie news that came out this week, Unmatched announced their final Marvel expansion that they're going to be releasing. So they've they've had four already. There's going to be five of them. The fifth one, I think, is going to be the biggest pop for common fans or just like people in general that maybe have never played the game, have never heard of the game. And this would be the expansion that I think would get people interested in checking out this game, which you should. The expansion is called Brains and Brawn. And the three characters that are in this expansion are She-Hulk, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man. Peter Parker, Spider-Man. I'm so hyped for that because unmatched what they've been doing with their Marvel expansions is they've been pulling, they've been using a lot of um, either obscure characters or like secondary characters or street level characters to kind of keep in balance with like the rest of their other expansions and other characters that are in the unmatched game. So they, the first expansion they released was hell's kitchen, which was daredevil Electra, and bullseye street level characters, but it was a good expansion to start off with daredevil being a great character and rising in popularity. The second expansion that they released was Redemption Row, which was Luke Cage, Ghost Rider, and Moon Knight. So if you love the Moon Knight series, that, that could be your draw into it. The third one that just came out not too long ago is called um, Teen Spirit and has Squirrel Girl, Cloak and Dagger, which they did have a freeform TV show that's now living on Hulu. Never watched it, but if you did and you're a fan of them, sure. But the big draw character from that expansion is Miss Marvel. I've only played a round of that expansion so far. Um, my girlfriend played Miss Marvel. I played as Cloak and Dagger. I made some key mistakes, and Miss Marvel ended up taking me down. Cloak and Dagger, they work as like a tag team. You have to take out both of them in order to beat them. They each have eight health. Um, they have abilities where if you do something with Cloak, it'll help Dagger and vice versa. They have a couple cards where you can, where let's say Cloak is has taken a lot of damage and Dagger has more health. You can transfer dagger's health over to cloak and kind of even their health out a little bit more and ms marvel can attack from like a number of spaces away using her like stretching abilities and the bigger the hand of cards you have the stronger she is which she's she gets the large and biggened hands so it, it the the mechanics of this game work with the characters too so i've only gotten to play one round of it uh, of that expansion so far but it's been a lot of fun the next one that's coming out 
that I am almost as equally excited for with Brains and Brawn. It's supposed to come out within like a month or so. And that's for King and Country. And the characters in that expansion are Black Widow, Black Panther, and the Winter Soldier. Like three of my favorite Marvel characters all in one box. I am over the moon excited for that. It I want it now. And I just keep like looking for updates of when it's gonna drop because pre-orders are already up for it. It's supposed to come out in quarter two, which we're technically in. And everybody is saying like between now and, and the beginning of June. So I'm just like constantly looking, being like, are are people finding them in Barnes and Nobles or game shops? At, are are the pre-orders being shipped out from from websites? Like, when can I get my hands on this? It's a fun game. It's it's a beat-em-up brawler game. It's a board game. You have figurines that you move across the board. You use cards to either attack or defend yourself. The object of the game is to take people out. They're coming out with the co-op expansion. That the Kickstarter is currently going on for one more day by the time this podcast comes out. Uh, the, the Kickstarter ends on Monday. And if you do the Kickstarter, the minions of the game, which are um, the two big baddies, are Martian Invaders and Mothman. If you do the Kickstarter, you get figurines of the of the little henchmen. So you get the little alien uh, figurines, and for Mothman, you get these uh, moth-looking bugs with skulls on their backs, and those are you get those miniatures. If you don't do the Kickstarter, you can still get the game when it comes out in stores, but instead of the figurines, you get little tokens for the minions, which isn't as fun in my opinion. So I went in on the Kickstarter, but I'm excited to do co-op with this game of working together as a team to take down the martians to take down mothman and each of them have like henchmen too like the jersey devil or the queen ant or there's a frog thing the blob like it's all like pulpy characters from like the 1930s 40s so a lot of characters i've never heard of and then like the urban legends like against the urban legends like you know martian invaders and mothman and jersey devil and shit like that so i'm excited unmatched i love this board game i want more people to discover it you got the marvel expansions which is a which is a fun way to kind of ease your way into the game they also have jurassic park expansions they have a buffy the vampire slayer expansion they're getting into more ip which is smart because that's the only way that this game is really going to grow to a general audience is to get things that people are familiar with other than um other than like literary characters and and um public domain characters like people have heard of king arthur and sherlock holmes but are they going to buy a board game off of those unless they're huge fans of them probably not but are people going to buy a marvel game that you can have spider-man and doctor strange and she hulk fight off against each other absolutely so they need to go into more of those routes which they are but long story short unmatched it's a fun board game it's a Fairly easy board game to get into. It's a lot of fun. Kyle, 
you you played this board game with me last year on my birthday, so you've had some experience with it. Um, any thoughts on on a match before we wrap this episode up? You're on mute again. Strongly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> All the expansions are super cool. So yeah, you're at, like they they obviously they found a they found something that works, and it doesn't always have to be superheroes. There's a lot of there's a lot of cool expansions, like you said. Once you get into the game, there's just a lot of cool characters of like recognizable names that uh, that all just make the game endlessly fun. Yeah, and you can bring in those random characters to face off against your IP characters. Like you could, you can have Daredevil fight a pack of raptors. You can have um, Sasquatch beat up dr strange you can <laughs> you can do dracula versus buffy the vampire slayer like the have fucking the ultimate... t-rex from jurassic park yes and ian malcolm from jurassic park the guy from the meme with the shirt open and his bloody leg right now if you go on restoration's website you can get the expansion that or you can get that expansion and it comes with the mini of Ian Malcolm laying in a sexy pose as his character's uh, token, which didn't originally come in the game. Like they had to specifically make the figure and then you had to get it that way. So that's how I got them in mind. So yeah, I, I love this game. I wish that I had more friends that wanted to play this game with me because I just can't get enough of it. Kyle, you live too far away for me to, you know, come over every other day and be like, we're going to play two rounds of, of unmatched. So, um, I, yeah, my goal is to just get more, more and more people into this game. So it's probably going to be get brought up a lot more, especially when those Marvel expansions come out. There's also a two player expansion of a couple Japanese characters that's coming out later this year too that also sounds pretty cool and pretty interesting I'll probably, I've gotten my hands on almost every expansion so far except for Bruce Lee because they no longer have the license for it so they no longer print that expansion and I didn't find out about that until after they lost the license and he's been extremely hard to find and if you can find them anywhere online he's super 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 expensive so that's my long long tangent rant best stuff on unmatched if you want to check the game out more if you want me to go into more detail about it other than there's these expansions and they're cool reach out to us let us know i'd be more than happy to talk unmatched with any of you guys and for that we have been your Midwestern nerds. That's M I D W E S T E R N E R D S. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Midwestern nerds. We are the Midwestern nerds podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to Midwestern nerds at gmail.com. You can find and stream and listen to this podcast on Apple podcast, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts, please remember to rate and review, share and subscribe. Be kind. Please rewind. All of these things help this podcast to continue to improve and grow and be the Midwestern Nerds podcast that you, the listener, want to listen to. Next week, we are going all in on Star Wars. We're going to be talking a couple episodes of Mandalorian. We're going to be talking about all the big news coming out of Star Wars Celebration, all of that and more. 
on next week's episode of the Midwestern Nerds for your Midwestern Nerds this week. I've been Brian Stoffel. And I've been K.O. Kyle Olson. And whether it's beer, brats, comics, or the coming of the heat wave that is the summer. Keep it nerdy.